Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook, and today I'm joined by Justin Wells. Thank you for watching this video. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to our channel so you can check out all the great stuff that On Texas Football posts on a daily basis, pregame, postgame, day after, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Every day we got something coming on this channel. Today, Justin and I, we're going to talk about his travels from East Texas to Central Texas to go see some Texas targets committed elsewhere. Talk about some history that could be on the uh, that could be broken or made at least by Bijan Robinson, and then go into Texas's matchup with Oklahoma State. So, Justin, you got a Pleasant Grove sweatshirt on, uh, but you made your way from nine hundred three to five one two this past week to see some targets that uh, Texas is interested in on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I was I was reminded yesterday morning. Uh, about 6 a.m. that it's football weather and uh, prepare accordingly. So I was I was absolutely fired up. He was in the mid 30s. But man, that that's that that's good stuff. We live in Texas, brother. So anytime we get some cold weather, I try to enjoy it. I try to soak it up. Got to hang out with, with Tony Salazar in the back to back to back 6AD1 state champion, Austin Westlake Chaparral's. Um, big shout out to Coach Salazar. Could not have been more hospitable, could not have been nicer. Him and I got to talk before, during, and afterwards. That's a great program, Joe. That thing is running like a machine. And, man, they got some young guys coming up. And they've got some depth. That, that's a hell of a place. But most importantly, there are two targets there that Texas is still – they're still working on. Jaden Greathouse, wide receiver committed to Notre Dame. And Colton Vosick, uh, edge rusher that, that's committed to Oklahoma. Uh, went over there to kind of catch up with both of those guys to kind of see where they were at in their recruitments. Some good news on the Texas side. Um, I, I think both of those, I think, I think great house is pretty solid to Notre Dame. I still think Texas is not going to let up. Texas has prioritized a handful of guys in 2023. I think when you saw Jonah Wilson commit to Houston this morning, that was an indicator of kind of what Texas meant to do with this wide receiver cycle. And Great House is a guy that they still want. I asked him flat out, you know, is there a chance you take another visit to Texas? He said, yes, there is a good chance I'll take another visit. There is a good chance he'll take in another game. Uh, he's right down the road. So he may just want to enjoy the, the, the atmosphere, but at the same time, he's still listening. And so for, for Texas fans, that, 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 that should give them a little bit of solace. On the other end, Colton Vosick. He says he's solid to Oklahoma, but I get a vibe there that he may be more open than he lets on. Um, you know, when, when he committed, I believe it was in the summertime, it came down to OU, Texas, and Oregon. Texas and Oregon didn't let up. They kept recruiting him all, the whole way. And I asked him, you know, where's Oregon stand right now? And he said that he doesn't really talk to him as much anymore, that they're not really in the mix anymore. He just doesn't have a lot of connection with them anymore. And I said, what about Texas? He said, man, Texas is recruiting me a lot. And, and, and that makes sense because they really need an edge guy in this class, Joe. You and I both know that. They've got Tassilia Kana, who they're recruiting as well, out of Sky Ridge High School out in Lehigh, Utah. He's good buddies with, with uh, Kahuka, linebacker, commit Le Leona LaFowle. And so they still have him on the, on the line as well. But Vashik just fits exactly what PK wants. And he's had a great... It's not just, you know, it's not just it's close. It's not just it's home. It's not just his dad played there. He's got buddies that play there. These Westlake kids, they recruit each other hardcore. 
when you talk about Michael Taff and Connor Robertson, those guys have, have put in the effort. But to me, the best indicator is Ethan Burke because Colton is watching Ethan Burke play. He's watching how this defense uses Burke. That's very alluring to Vosick. And so at the end of the day, really, really cold, chilly morning in Austin, but it was beautiful weather. It, it, it was hoodie weather. It's football weather. Coach Salazar, Coach Salazar and those guys have a, a machine rolling, and they're not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, but I got to tell you, and, and, and plus I got I got to peep out Connor Vosick, the younger one, the 2025, 6'4", 210-pounder. He's coming off an injury from the summertime, and he's just now getting to contribute. That's a big young kid. And so I think Texas is a good standing with Vosick. I think that's something that, that fans need to be watching. With Great House, it's going to take a little bit more time. I think you want to get him back on campus. You want to get him in the mix. But remember with Great House, he's an early enrollee. So if you're going to start squeezing, you got about a month and a half, almost two months to get that done. And I know Coach Marion and the staff are putting in the work. Yeah, it's definitely crunch time when it comes to recruiting. Oh, we'll go with Vosick first. Um, I, you know, there's there's always kind of been a sense that Oklahoma can go and, uh, you know, they come to Central Texas pretty frequently. And, and some kids just want to get away from, you know, the school that they've seen their whole life. That That is a real thing. Um, and Oklahoma's done that in Central Texas uh, between, you know, McCutcheon, uh, Jaqueline Robinson. I don't think those guys are with the program anymore, but they do that. They, they go and get guys uh, from the Austin area, from the Central Texas area. Uh, who, you know, just want to get away for a little bit. And that's understandable. Uh, but with Bosick, you know, it's an interesting case because, I mean, you, you talked about how you think he's open. I, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you know, there was a, when we reported at Inside Texas, Jerry Hamilton said, uh, you know, he's going to the game. There was a, you know, social media is what it is, but the wide response from, from OU fans on social media was like, well, yeah, his dad's a letterman. He's got season tickets. He's no, he's hanging out on the field with Peyton Kirkland and Arch Manning and uh, yeah. John Tay Cook. Like, you know, it wasn't just going to the game. It, it was a visit. Uh, <laughs> like, let, there's no way to, to be there. Uh, so, and you know, obviously what you, what you, you talked with him, uh, going to have more info on that on inside Texas uh, today, I think even, but just goes to show, um, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned Ethan Burke. I'm pretty sure Ethan Burke's going to have his red shirt burned. It's going to show, and, and that's a good thing. It's going to show, yeah. hey, there's opportunity right Absolutely. here at this spot for you uh, to play early. Look at your former teammate. Come be a teammate with him again. That's the sales pitch. Uh, and, you know, he fits a need. Texas needs a Jack linebacker uh, or someone who will probably grow into that Jack linebacker spot jack defensive end whatever you want to call it um and and you know Vosick fits that really well so of course brent venables being a defensive guy and some of the other coaches they have on staff and just being committed it's going to make it tough to pull but uh, from everything you gathered it sounds like you know texas is fighting as hard as they can and is putting all the good things they need to forward while ou has not put a lot of great things forward when it comes to to defense this year Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Man, you summarized it, Joe. And at the end, Vashik's a kid that, you know, some kids, you're right. They want to leave. They, they don't want to stay close to home, you know, just because a dad went to Texas or a mother went to Texas. It, that's not always a connection. They, they, they want to build that relationship with the coach. And Vashik has that with Brent Venables. He really likes Coach Venables and what they're doing. I asked him, you know, is there anything that, you know, they're not having as good a season as they've been having? And he says, yeah. He says he pays attention to that, but he believes in Coach Venables and, and he believes in kind of what their, their mission is and what they want to do. But like you said, he took in a game last Saturday. We actually talked about it a couple times on this show and in, on one of the other on Texas football that don't be surprised if Voshik shows up to a few more games this year. We, we wouldn't be surprised because when Arch Manning came to town, we, I mean, he rolled deep in greenies. That guy had New, New Orleans all up and down, Austin, and, and Voshik was with him. They, they got to kind of co-mingle and hang out and do their thing. Texas needs this position. They actually, I think they need two. I would try to take Vashik and Akana. I think both those guys are hellacious football players that fit what PK wants. But we're, we're, we're in a numbers crunch right now. I believe they're at 21 commits. You still have to have a, a handful for portal guys. And so the numbers are getting a little bit tight. But Vashik is a guy that he says the right things on the record, Joe, but off the record. And, and if you talk to sources around the program, he's definitely more open than he lets on. Absolutely. But like we always say, and we tell, we've had to tell Texas fans this a lot. Recruits don't always just look at one game and think, Oh, that's it. You know, I'm going, I'm out. Like, you know, they, they look at the full total of what they see. Some do, there's no doubt. Some definitely re react to one game, but for the most part, they see the full total, especially when they're already committed. And then, you know, quickly on great house, I, I think you mentioned uh, with Jonah Wilson going to, to Houston, staying closer to home you know, Texas has Ryan Niblett uh, and Jonte Cook. Those are their two top guys, obviously, right now. I think, my opinion, I think those were the two top guys if, in, in their core group. Um, they're, the Longhorns are still after, what, DeAndre Moore? Uh, I think John so, Bosco, wide receiver, Donnie Moore, John, DeAndre Moore, Louisville commit. He'll probably take a visit to Texas next month. I would expect him on campus. Georgia and Texas are really pushing. I do not expect him to sign with Louisville. Yeah, especially if Scott Satterfield gets the axe. But with Great House, a lot of what we talked about with Vosick applies to Great House. He's not the Longhorn legacy, uh, but, you know, he's been to Texas a ton. Like, that is someone who, same thing, been there a lot. In the summer was there, and we reported a visit then. He, you know, he's talked with you about how he missed out on seeing a few games and wished he was there, and he'll probably, you know, try to make it back. That, you know, there, like I mentioned, there's the disadvantage of being right there. But, of course, there's also the advantage of of being right there. And, and Great House has taken it. And, of course, you know, those are also just two great football players. Like, those are two guys that have the chaps likely in contention to, you know, repeat again and, and you know, help. Honestly, Great House have put together a resume that few in Texas high school football history can even match, <laughs> not just as a receiver which is also great. You know, he's going to, I don't know if he'll break Marvin Mims record, but he's going to threaten it. But just as a football player, being on the field, being an impact player on that many state champion teams for state title contenders, he's going, he's going to go down in the upper echelon. So uh, definitely a guy that you, you know, if, if that, that you stay after the whole time and uh, you know, try to work on him, especially with Notre Dame struggles. So anything else on uh, the recruiting front? One, one more thing on Great House. Think about this, Joe. He's played in so many playoff games. He's played a full season of playoff games. 
and he still hasn't played in the playoffs as a senior. This guy has been the most one of the most productive players in the history of Texas high school football. And if you talk to him, Joe, you know Jaden like I do. You would never know it. This mm-hmm. is one of the most humble, modest, team-first type kids. He hates talking about recruiting during the season. We even talked about it yesterday. He hates it because he feels like it's a distraction from his guys. He feels like it's taken away from his team. Great House is, is just an unbelievable kid. And anybody that has any qualms about him, watch the tape. He, it, he may not test off the charts, but that kid is phenomenal. He, he beats everybody he plays like a stepchild. So stay on him. It's quite a way. So I will go from the, the recruiting trail uh, to some on-field stuff. And before we really start to look at Texas versus Oklahoma State, we'll look at the Texas backfield. And, and something we're tracking, at least uh, for this Saturday, is just Bijan Robinson, always worth tracking. Uh, but Bijan Robinson in just his, what, I think this will be game, played nine freshman year, 10 last year. So in his 26th or 27th game, something like that. He's on the cusp of cracking the top 10 in Texas Longhorns history as far as rushing yards. Um, I think he's further up as far as all-purpose yards uh, because of, you know, and that's a testament to his receiving ability. But as far as rushing yards, you know, he sits right now at number 13, and he's at 2,610 yards, just ahead of Jim Bertelson and Steve Worcester, who, you know, they were built off the the wishbone. Wishbone. So if he rushes for 80 yards, which is, you know, Oklahoma State's got a good defense, but that's definitely within the realm of possibility. He's going to pass Eric Metcalf. He's going to pass Hodges Mitchell. And he's going to pass Malcolm Brown. And let's say he let's say he just goes berserk and hits 173. He'd move up to number nine and pass Deontay Foreman. But that's all to say that Bijan Robinson in his very short time at Texas, some of it pandemic abbreviated, some of it injury abbreviated after missing the la- uh, two games last year. He's already moving up uh, some of the Texas record books and is in position. It's not outside the realm of possibility to this year, maybe even crack the top five as far as all time rushing yards at Texas. I think, and he, he's got to finish the year strong, and you and I have been kind of tracking it over the last few days, but if, if he finishes the year strong, he, he could hit that top five, which would I, I believe Roosevelt Leaks is probably the closest guy that he could uh, supplant. And if you talk to any Texas fan over 45, they will tell you all about Roosevelt Leaks and how dominant that guy was. He's got a, quite a bit of jump from five to four with Vince Young, Vince Young, I, I didn't realize how many rushing yards Vince Young had. My gosh, he was ridiculous. Something like 3,100. I mean, absolutely crazy. And similar to Bijan, he didn't play four full seasons either, which kind of puts it in perspective a little bit more. But, you know, Joe, I, we, we said this so much in the offseason. I just – I don't think Texas fans fully understand what they have in Bijan Robinson. They understand he's one of the best in the country. He's so much fun to watch. Me, personally, Barry Sanders is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. I stand on that sandbox on a daily basis. I've never seen anybody compared to Barry Sanders. I just haven't. Over the last month, Bijan has made at least one run in the last four games that look like Barry Sanders. And there's no other guys that it looks like. It is unbelievable how shifty he can be. 
stop, start, cut, twist, turn. It's unbelievable. And Bijan is, he's getting exactly, he's, he's doing exactly what we thought he would do. And that's put the team on the offense on his shoulders. With Quinn Ewers in the mix, this offense is damn near just, is just nasty now that he's starting to click as well. And I think that's such a good compliment to each other and what they do. But man, Bijan's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. He needs, I want to say, what, 68 yards, 70 yards, something in that mix to, to jump into the top 10. We'll definitely probably have a story on that on Saturday if that happens. Uh, Oklahoma State, they're, they're headed to Stillwater. And so, you know, they need that win. If you ask Bijan, he doesn't care about the yards. He needs that W. They're on Revenge Tour 2022. Similar to the Shock the Nation uh, tour, 1990. Oh. This is the Revenge Tour. And the only way to get full revenge, they got to go to Stillwater and they got to beat a really solid, strong Oklahoma State team with a little bit of question at quarterback. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a good jumping off point to talk about the, the Cowboys and the Longhorns. And it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I'm about to head up there, start my way up there today, make a pit stop in Dallas, uh, and then head to Stillwater, or at least Oklahoma City first with our photographer will gallagher uh but you know this is going to be an interesting one homecoming and oklahoma state does uh -huh. homecoming big like they call it america's greatest homecoming and i mean i don't know if i <laughs> when i went in 2016 uh because i haven't had the opportunity to go in 18 and 20 i can't remember um if it was homecoming then uh but you know i can just you can tell just around that town they get up and get ready for Oklahoma State football and especially for something like homecoming. So looking forward to that, you know their fans are too. 2.30 kick. Um, it's going to be windy as can be uh, yeah. when the wind goes sweeping down the plains. And the big question, at least as far as this game goes, is will Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders be out there? And if he is out there, what type of condition is he going to be in? Is he going to be able to, you know, pass the way they need to? Is he going to be able to run the name need to, is he going to be able to, you know, be bold in that run game? Yeah. Um, that's the thing to watch. And uh, Mike Gundy and has, has kind of gone from the taking a page from his big 12 conference coaching buddy and Steve Sarkeesian and, you know, not really talking about injury because, you know, unlike in the NFL, they don't have to put out designations, uh, He's been pretty tight-lipped about that. Haven't seen anything really popped up news-wise. But if, you know, the, the step down, I, I would think, between Spencer Sanders and Gunnar Gundy would be a massive one and be a, you know, that'd be something that would obviously help the Texas defense this upcoming Saturday. The thing that worries me, though, Joe, yes, this offense is predicated off Spencer Sanders. It's going to go how he goes. I mean, he, he's a, what, two- or three-year starter here. And still Maybe four, I think. Yeah, he's 19, been in the mix. He's been in the mix forever since he's been on campus. You know, Denton Ryan, four star. We, we watched him in high school. It's a pretty big drop. But what scares me about Gundy is Gundy knows how to adjust. Gundy will put together a game plan that his son can fit and can work and can use. And so, 
regardless who's taking snaps, the Texas defense has to be on their toes. They can't over-pursue. They have to keep guys in front of them. Because Oklahoma State's they're down a few soldiers. They know that they're going to probably come up with some, some unique type of formation schemes to try to, to try to catch Texas off guard. And, and that's going to be a key. I think the biggest thing to me is Oklahoma State's defense is starting to play better. Now, last Saturday, TCU pretty much punched a hole in that in the second half, and they're playing really good football right now. That was actually a good game. It was really the tale of two halves. But Oklahoma State's missing a lot of guys from that defense last year. Like, there's no Malcolm Rodriguez coming through there. Yeah. Xavier Benson, the transfer from Tyler Junior College, Pleasant Grove High School, that's a kid that, that, that that's starting to make his mark. He's starting to, to, to get up to speed at the Division One level. But that Oklahoma State defense isn't what it was the last few years. You can't counter that with the way Texas is clicking on offense from Ewers to Bijan to Worthy to Whittington to Jatavian Sanders. The offensive line, you got All-American freshmen in Kelvin Banks, Cole Hudson. I think this is a this is an opportunity where Texas is going to be able to put up some points. I really yeah, do think I, I, yeah. I think so too. I think Derek Mason, I mean Steve Sarkeesian talked pretty glowingly about him. They matched up, I think, a couple times when uh uh Sark was at Alabama and and Mason was uh, at Vanderbilt and of course Vanderbilt you're running into a little talent deficit but you can see the the coaching and uh yeah he wanted to get out of the the Brian Harson shadow uh whatever that situation is and uh it was a good pickup by Mike Gundy but that defense has struggled they've they've had a lot of problems this year they lost a lot of their playmakers they still have some good corners but I don't know about what else they have yeah. maybe an edge rusher or two um, and like you mentioned, this offensive line for the Longhorns is really starting to coalesce. The the interior of that offensive line with Hayden Connor, Jake Majors, and Cole Hudson, I it was a, a, a at least an area to watch. I didn't think it was like going to be some just total weakness, but it was like okay, you can you know you may get a great play, you may get a minus play. Uh, they've been putting it together a little bit more, and that's probably what they're going to have to do considering twenty mile an hour gusts and the the game plan as well um and then like you mentioned on offense you know you you look around um that you and you said it best this offense is driven by spencer sanders you know tylen wallace in there uh james washington in there uh, let me scroll down Chuba hubbard Chuba oh. hubbard's not there uh joseph Justice randall Hill. still in the dillards somewhere in dallas getting free underwear heck mason rudolph in there but you know i i, I do like what uh, Spencer Sanders offers so this is an offense at least at Oklahoma State where it's kind of they're, they're and the offensive line's depleted too I think they're walk, starting a, a walk on um, maybe even on the right side so this is going to be a situation where Texas defense is going to have to do a lot of work in this game they should be able to and it probably be somewhat of a disappointment if they don't um, you know you, you hope oh. that guys like Justice Finkley uh Baron Sorrell Ovia Gofu can step their game up um you may look to see if Texas continues that trend of bringing one of those uh the, their larger defensive end you know three technique guys like Alfred Collins and Moro Ojimo they put them on the edge because I think that was how uh you know Alfred Collins got a huge tackle for loss that set up Jalen Ford's pick and I think that's also where Ojimo got his interception as well so Got to be interested in that. Um, and just, you know, playing in a 230, playing in a hostile environment. That's where Texas has failed over and over and over. One, two, three, four, five, over and over and over and over and over at the in, in the Steve Sarkeesian era. You're He's right. not a, he has not been a great coach on the road. Um, it's you know, the the win against Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl 
probably help them in some respects because they're, you know, there's the raucous side of the 50 that if you're marching that way, but you still got your own side of the 50 helping you out. And at Texas tech, they lost in a pretty, you know, vicious environment. So they have a lot to prove this game, not only when it comes to beating a team that's well, well regarded and top ranked and has, uh, you know, only lost what one game and it was an overtime game, but doing it at their place, that's the big thing. And, uh, if Texas really wants to show the growth that they've talked about all year, I, I keep making this metaphor. It's like every step of the ladder, like, okay, you're going to do it. Okay. You're going to do it. Okay. You're going to do it. And you know, here's, here's another huge step for the Longhorns. That's that, that, that's, that's it, man. In a nutshell, oh, but you know, Oklahoma state has been a thorn in Texas side for the last 10 years. And for that first, what, 15 years in the big 12, Oklahoma state just could not get over, get over the hump. Texas. No. They got so close year after year. Even that 2005 national championship season, they were up double digits in the second half. They just couldn't get over that hump. And then in the 2010s, they destroyed the hill. They created their own hill, and Justin Gil- named Justin Gilbert. And and th- those guys were 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 outstanding. And at home, Joe, you've covered a game there. You've been there. I've covered games there. I've been there. Look, Stillwater is a party. Stillwater is a good time. If you're a football fan, that especially at night, that that place gets 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 rowdy, and so Oklahoma State's going to have that boost coming off that loss. They're going to have that that momentum from homecoming, and they're going to have a lot of build up to it because they're still a top ten, top fifteen team. But you said it. This is a road test. Quinn Ewer still doesn't have a true road win. Road win. Road Sark. Or Sark. This is that's significant, Joe. And if they're going to climb that ladder, if they're going to get that next step, you got to go into a pretty hostile place. If they thought Texas Tech was rowdy, wait for Stillwater. If they bring out those boards and start slapping the walls, <laughs> man, it gets crazy. But you know what? That's what you, that, that's the atmosphere you want. You want to go up there and, and beat a solid team in that environment to give yourself confidence and get Texas a step closer to the Big 12 championship game. And last but not least, especially going into the bye week, that'd be a great oh, way to head. Bye week ain't never played nobody, Paul. Nobody. <laughs> great way to head into late October. So, all right, time to uh, look at the picks. And Justin, according to my Iowa football notebook, you are four and three, and I am three and four because you picked Iowa State to cover. That was the right call. I think you picked under two. That was the right call. Uh, the the spread opened at least at circa uh, with Texas being a one point favorite on the road and it jumped quickly. Uh, I think it's kind of fluctuated in the six to eight range. Now, uh, at least what I'm looking at on Bovada, it's Texas by six. So what do you think picking against the spread horns by six or Oklahoma state covering that number? Joe, if it was in Austin, I would probably side with Texas. They've played so well at home. They, they really do use that home crowd. And the Texas fans have done an amazing job this year, showing up and showing out. Stillwater, a touchdown. You got to overcome a touchdown in Stillwater. Top 15 team. I don't see it. I think Texas wins. I really do. And we'll have that in the roundtable on, on Friday, which reminds me of something I need to do as soon as we get done with this video. Um, but – I, I think Texas wins, but I, you know what? You're giving up a touchdown in Stillwater to a really good team coming off a loss in overtime. I, I yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that. Texas wins, but they don't cover the spread. Not only do I want to 
catch up and tie you. I think they do. I think they can win by one score, especially if it's at six. Um, I think that's something that they'll be able to do. You know, I don't really see this becoming a field goal game, especially with the wind conditions. I think you're going to see going for it uh, by both coaches. Um, and I, I think this will be a game predicated on on touchdowns and not so much field goals just because of the way the the east-west setup and the, you know, 20-mile-an-hour gust. So for multiple reasons, I'm going to take uh, Texas to cover the six, and uh, we'll see how that happens at 2.30 on Saturday. What's, so, the, what's the total? Uh, Over-under right now is 61. So that'd be, what, 31, 20? 29 to 31, something like that. I, I, I'm not good at doing – I can't do that quick math. I can do yeah, some quick math, I think the only reason I can do that is because of baseball. Right. Trying to do batting averages and all and ERAs and all that in your head growing up. It's the only way I ever did math. Um, I'd I'd push. I think it's going to be a game in the 30s. It's probably going. I'd probably go with the over. You go with the over 61. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. If it's that's a touchdown that... game, it's damn sure going to get there. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, Justin. Anything else? You traveling anywhere for some high school games? Or are you going to soak up some? Uh... Friday night football action on the couch. We haven't decided yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, after my trip to Westlake, now I'm trying to reassess and see where I'm going to be. Uh, might, might keep that on the down low. Might show up somewhere Friday night where just to keep the inside Texas fans uh, clamoring for, for more recruiting info. But either way, we're going to have you covered coast to coast. Hey, if, if there's nothing going on, you got Tulsa at Temple on ESPN2 at 6.30 tomorrow. The, the so. Monty... The Monty Stan Drayton Bowl. Mm. There's some throw. there's some ties there to both those teams. That'd be when, an ugly game, man. When, but Maction. When some no, that's not even Maction. That's American Conference. Oh, I, I was think. thinking Temple was Mac. Okay. Hey, okay. hey, when you got two the two two private schools from the American Conference going at it on Friday night, I don't know how you don't get to a couch at six thirty. So. <laughs> By that time, hopefully I'll be in Oklahoma City and then I'll be waking up and heading to Stillwater after. So, Justin, thanks again as always. Thank you for watching. Make sure you like this video. Again, subscribe to the channel and go ahead and throw on notifications so you never miss a video. Uh, be sure to check out Inside Texas. We are still running our four months for $1 promotion. So not only will you be able to get stuff like Justin's intel on Colton Vosick and and Jaden Greathouse. You'll get so much more team reports, recruiting reports, basketball reports. That's right around the corner. So is. it's about to be a, no better time to see what's going on on Inside Texas, especially with a month and a half until early signing day. So four months for one dollar. Uh, go to InsideTexas.com. Should be on the top right. Uh, one of those buttons up there and don't miss out. So Justin, thank you so much. Thank you for watching On Texas Football, and we will see you next time.